This is the morning brief from the Economic Times. We have been investing on multiple drivers of growth and I've tried to and and I have created newer businesses where we are leaders already. And over the last two decades our top line in the non-cigarette businesses have gone up by 20x. Bottom line has lagged at 18x essentially because a large component of the growth also comes from the newer fmcg businesses that's sanjeev puri chairman and managing director of itc this tuesday outlining the broad contours of his vast i mean 75000 crore rupee vast and equally diverse business empire that spans from cigarettes to coffee atta to agriculture luxury hotels to slurpy noodles paper and packaging boards to personal care brands but here's the twist this is not puri reading out from his speech to the shareholders at the company's annual general meeting but to his institutional investors in a first of its kind outreach in the 111 year history of the conglomerate to showcase what's next wow In today's day and age of 24 by 7 scrutiny and communication, the fact that ITC woke up after so long to engage with one of its key stakeholders is in itself a remarkable feat. I'm told it's one of the last of the Nifty 50 companies to do so. Naturally, even the company's stock, one that has been lying dormant for months, woke up from slumber. and leaped 9% in the build up as investors expected some big bang announcement sadly yet again they were let down what was disappointing was that uh, that the company did not clearly uh, kind of spelled out any uh, clear direction so while they have been talking about restructuring their businesses hiring off some businesses but uh, nothing concrete came out and it was more of an anti climax that the street reacted negatively so while the company did uh, you know uh, talk about their plans and growth plans and the capex plans and what can they expect on the dividend payout but much of it is something that analysts had already factored in that itc investing has been a story since some time itc giving out a dividend payout of 80% of its profit has been known So nothing took investors by surprise. So what Kiran Somvanshi, my colleague in ET, who has been tracking ITC for 15 years now, is basically saying, in the end, it was nothing but old wine in a new bottle. Naturally, nobody was buying this story anymore, and all that stock momentum fizzled out and ended the day down two percent. even before puri and his senior management ended their interaction so what ails today's itc the once enigmatic tough as nails imperial tobacco of india later renamed india tobacco company and finally truncated to just itc does it look out of sync with today's changing tastes and consumer habits why is its shares languishing for so long while other consumer companies blaze past it's true that it's up low teens so far this year but look at hul 
it's risen at least twice that pace during the same period. And most importantly, what can ITC do to shrug off all the lethargy before everything goes up in smoke? Kiran believes what ITC should have done 10 years back, it's doing now. So is it too little, too late? Along with Kiran, we will also get the views of a retail investor who has stayed invested since 1990s and is still a buyer at today's price. Well, it's, it's been a fairly long time, you know. It started in the mid-90s and uh, in fact at a momentous time for the IDC. This was a time when, when they were struggling to decide their ownership. The government was uh, a major player over financial institutions and then there were factions within the management. And um, uh, so that, that's when I started. And uh, then over the years, you know, uh, I have sold and added, uh, most recently being, uh, you know, as recently as 10 days. So, yes, I've regularly watched this company with, uh, with deep interest. It's Friday, December 17th from the Economic Times. I'm your host, Arijit Barman, and you're listening to ITC going up in smoke on the morning brief. Just a few days before Puri spoke, Ashwath Damodaran, professor of finance at NYU's Stern School of Business and arguably the last word when it comes to equities valuation, created quite a stir with his brutal public epitaph for the company. If you think about a company like ITC, your best days are behind you. You can dance around this as much as you want. But if your central business is tobacco, no matter where you are in the world, you're looking at a future that essentially is more downhill than uphill. But that's exactly what Puri's predecessors, right from the first Indian chairman, A.N. Huskar, who took charge from BAT in 1969, has been doing to de-risk the group by diversifying beyond tobacco, from finance to apparel retailing, tech services to even power, though thankfully the last idea did not take off, the wise men who have led ITC over the years read the tea, or shall we say the tobacco leaves early on. But still, as tobacco remains the cash machine, even after all these years, its overwhelming dominance has become the company's best assets, as well as its biggest liability. ITC did not participate in this podcast. So uh, it is a strength as well as a drag because uh, one is the business is uh, having issues with regulatory uh, clampdowns, with taxation, uh, with uh, illegal cigarette imports. So those issues are there for the business. Add to this the ESG uh, problem, the ESG investing, it doesn't go well with uh, investing in cigarettes. So while that is a big issue, but that is also the business which has helped support all the other ventures that ITC got into. So, you know, it's like a necessary evil for ITC. But what analysts and investors have been asking is of late and what other global majors have also done, tobacco players, is hiving off their non-cigarette and make it a standalone cigarette company. So, you know, while ITC is talking about investing in all other businesses for the last 20 years, uh, the proof of the pudding is in eating it in terms of ITC actually having off those 20-year-old businesses and letting them stand on their own feet. Because right now it seems the FMCG business is getting penalized or other businesses are getting penalized uh, for the valuation 
in terms of valuation for the, which is going to the cigarette business. When you say that tobacco remains the cash cow, can you elaborate? Because I keep reading that, you know, 50% or nearly half of the total sales of the company actually comes from the non-tobacco divisions, largely uh, foods and FMCG. Is it still the cash cow, tobacco, I mean? So 60% of the revenues come from the non-cigarette businesses. But uh, when you look at the bottom line, uh, the scenario is very different. Uh, only 20% of the profits come from all other businesses. 80% still continue to come from cigarettes. And that story has not changed much in the 15 years that I've seen ITC. So, you know, that has been the pain point. But prospects of health hazards, higher taxes and regulations are bound to stifle growth, even if in India only 8% of the total tobacco consumption happens through cigarettes. Thus, many believe it gives ITC a long runway for growth. So, you know, tobacco is not a booming business globally. To imagine that, you know, suddenly India will have a very high growth smokers looks unlikely. So, you know, and plus the regulatory uh, clampdowns, like look at WHO, look at different countries. Uh, New Zealand announced that they are going to ban uh, smoking for uh, uh, anyone below 14. So, you keep hearing these uh, clampdowns all the time across the uh, world. You know, problems on labeling, uh, smoking curbs, uh, heavy taxation. WHO is talking about uh, taxing cigarettes at uh, uh, 74, 75%. So that's like too high. And when you have so much of negative narrative, to have a positive uh, forecast about the business obviously becomes difficult. Naturally, if your mainstay remains under heightened scrutiny, investors are bound to remain skittish. I asked Kiran if this is why the ITC stock missed the rally that saw all other FMCG peers laugh all the way to the bank during COVID. So ITC has by and large been an underperformer completely. Rather, you can, one can say that it completely missed the whole uh, COVID rally which happened in all other FMCG stocks. Like in last 3-4 years, we have seen so many FMCG companies like Nestle, Tata Consumer, uh, all getting into the nifty. And here we have ITC still being trading at around 200-220 rupees level at the same PE of around 19-20. And uh, I rather wonder why we still call, compare it with FMCG because it's rather it would be better to say that it is the most expensive uh, tobacco company available because when you its valuations is very much comparable to other tobacco companies rather than FMCG companies. When I compare ITC with uh, say Godfrey Phillips or VST Industries, the other uh, other competitors it has in India, it uh, its valuation is the highest compared to 16 or 17 of the other other of its peers. Or even if its evaluation is good when I compare it with global tobacco players like uh, Philip Morris or Altria or its foreign uh, shareholder BAT. So it seems it seems fine to compare ITC with rather this pack of tobacco players rather than comparing it with them with FMCG companies. This is not an existential issue exclusive to ITC. But most large global tobacco companies like a Philip Morris or a British American tobacco or simply BAT that had undergone similar diversification did was to retract their expansive steps and went on to restructure their portfolio, spinning out non-tobacco business verticals to create a leaner, focused 
true to its knitting's future-ready organization, emphasizing on innovative products or transformative corporate maneuvers. ITC is still mulling over it now in 2021. So that is the thing which kind of got delayed. That is one. And second is the tobacco majors have now moved towards innovation, innovation in the tobacco category. So now you have vaping devices, now you have uh, heating products, uh, nicotine gums. So a lot of uh, new products are being kind of researched. Uh, rather, BAT, ITC's parent, uh, has invested or has promised an investment of 1 billion pounds towards new product developments over the next two years. Philip Morris, if you see, it bought a stake in an asthma inhaler company. Even as the move was criticized, but it went ahead and it wanted to kind of give that touch of, you know, while we are giving out one product which is probably uh, injurious to health, but we also have uh, a company which makes inhalers for asthma patients. So somehow that hedging or compensation mechanism has kicked in where you try to get into areas which kind of compensates your other areas. But I, that, that innovation is missing in ITC. Is that what you're saying? So ITC had started off uh, e-cigarettes uh, kind of uh, at a very pilot scale, uh, mentioned it in its annual report. But soon after, we had India banning e-cigarettes. Now, ITC does these small things like nicotine gums, but it has never been uh, aggressive on those things. And is that the reason, you know, tobacco being the cash cow, contributing a lion's share of profits, that's holding the management back from actually spinning off these different businesses, you think? Yeah, looks to be because, uh, you know, the management has, has been of the view that uh, while these businesses can stand on their own, but, you know, tobacco does provide that lion's share of uh, profits. Like ITC, even yesterday at the analyst meet, talked about spending 3,000 crores over the next three years uh, in all other businesses, the non-cigarette businesses, and bulk of which will go into FMCG. But, you know, the 3,000 crore would essentially be earned and coming from the cigarette business. But if ITC's focus is on non-tobacco, how are they actually doing on ground? Let's look at personal care or foods or hotels for that matter. Even after 20 years, the personal care business is not the market leader. HUL is in most categories. Despite the teething problems of wrong forecasting, discounting and overstocking, early on, the foods foray have by and large worked well, but perhaps still lacks that killer focus. Hotels have had to face black swan events like the COVID-19 pandemic, as well as deal with disruptors like Airbnb who are changing the way the young travel around the world. So you see ITC now aggressively uh, kind of buying brands, uh, looking at m and opportunities, uh, going digital, uh, looking at startups, all that, what probably could have happened in the uh, early part of those 20 years uh, has kind of happened now. So, you know, ITC kind of had a late uh, mover role there in FMCG because uh, many other established companies like HUL is there here for last 75 years. So it has those uh, legacy brands which has, it has been kind of developing, ramping up. So uh, ITC was a late mover. So while being a late mover, it had to be aggressive. But that aggression, which uh, was should have been there, was not there in the early 10 years. It it grew. It's not that it, it didn't. They, so they built those brands, the uh, Fiamma Devils, 
superior ashirwad atta was built over a long period so it's not that they don't have success stories but just that they could have been little more aggressive uh, given the fact that they wanted their fmcg business to be the uh, main business going ahead food seems to be the only bright spot then compared to other companies especially hul uh, when you compare you know hul is a fmcg conglomerate we say Uh, so when you look at ITC as a FMCG conglomerate, it got food right uh, and right early because even HUL, despite uh, being a conglomerate of that sort, it is still finding its feet in the food segment, in the packaged food segment. So it doesn't have that kind of success uh, compared to ITC. ITC has uh, uh, you know success with Ata. Now it has acquired the uh, new company Sunrise uh, for all the spices. So ITC has you know got it right. but uh, you know the i think the the issue has been the focus they ha- they are into too many things at the same time and that's what's happening you think they're spreading themselves too thin yeah because i think uh, like you know you're going like there's no clear focus about which categories you want to be in like whatever opportunity is coming it you are grabbing it and that's why investors like digitam bhattacharya a former journalist turned corporate honcho turned entrepreneur turned stock market investor are increasingly getting impatient with the ITC story it's been very disappointing so it's been disappointing uh, uh, you know i will i will put on my investor hat and say that as an investor uh, there is reason to feel very disappointed with the company and therefore uh, the fact that the share prices did not move uh, did not eventually come as a massive surprise uh, so you know And, and look, you have this uniform disappointment uh, with the way the company has projected itself, its growth plans, uh, and most importantly, its strategy. You know, it's it's uh, it's very disappointing. So, then why are you buying? Um, uh, again, so there there can be two kinds of two kind of ticks uh, in stocks, right? One is a short term boost, and the other is where you buy lots of shares. and then hold on to them for you know for lifetime because you know that's the kind of share that itc used to be at one point where you bought and you shut it and forgot it you enjoyed the dividend and you just watched you just watched the company evolve through various challenges but now it's come to a point where the challenges have overwhelmed it so if you if you think about long term possibilities then the, the critical question for itc is you know does it have the organic energy creativity and even the ambition to inspire any sort of long term investment and that is where you feel that that in spite of many pluses that work in its favor the company has has failed to project its um uh its strategy its its plans etc so there is there is room for tremendous expansion in the core business as well Uh, you know even though significant market penetration is possible what what the company appears to have lost one thing it used to have you know in the in the 80s and in the 90s if you remember you know when we used to watch itc with keen interest in a series of of brilliant marketing campaigns itc used to uh, invariably be the sort of go to company for advertising agencies you know if it was um, now shareholders such as myself or i'm sure even institutional shareholders they are recipients of a different sort of communication from successful companies uh, be 
beyond the point, the brands don't seem to matter too much. The products don't seem to matter too much. The success factor is the transmission, the ability to transmit to shareholders the DNA of the company, the organic energy that's working behind it. And that organic energy comes from dynamic stress. And ITC has failed to, you know, even, even if you look at, for example, the pronouncements at, at uh, yesterday's uh, investment. So there was a bit of talk about taxation. There was a bit of talk about being open to, you know, being open to demergers, uh, being open to demerging the hotel business once the situation improved. I mean, look at this. Since uh, around uh, around the mid middle of May last year, uh, Indian hotels has the, the share has risen over 200%. Inventory, the share, you know, has has risen about 195%, right? Because that's gone from six, 16 to 50 today as of today. And ITC is saying it is open to demerging the hotel business when the time is right. So, so you know, that's that's an illustration of what I mean. Today, there is a news headline saying ITC is looking at a 3,000 crore revenue uh, target for its IT business. Well, yeah, well, the LNT Infotech revenue uh, last year was 12,000 crore. It has, you know, it, it has operations in 33 countries. And uh, it, it, you know it, it has 460 clients. So, so what what this means is that uh, is that things are horribly delayed on on the strategic front. The statements are even as we speak, they are ambiguous. There is no clear statement that that a path has been found and that that path is being followed and those actions are being taken. That's where accountability comes in of the board. Since ITC is a board-run corporation, accountability of Puri, an ITC lifer who became CEO in 2017, managing director the following year, and eventually the company's chairman in 2019. You start to question whether uh, uh, whether shareholder value creation uh, is even one of the targets of the company. I mean, look, one has a little bit of sympathy, a little bit of sympathy, uh, uh, with them because this is a conglomerate problem. I mean, uh, uh, anywhere around the world it is. I mean, if you if you look at the case of GE, for example, you know they uh, you know, $200 in about 2007 uh, ran into headwinds in 2008 financial crisis. By 2017, you know, share was down uh, down to $100, and you know uh, thereafter, as COVID set in, down to $43. So, yeah, and, and no one seemed to, I mean, Jack Welch started the rot and then, you know, there have been a series of top-notch CEOs who have failed to kind of, you know, get things going for that company. But look, I mean, the last month, I think it was uh, the end of the first week of, of November when GE has come up with its announcement that, you know, it's, it's, it's tripartiting into into uh, three companies, you know, that's that going to be, aviation is going to, aviation is their tobacco, so to say. Now, the action has come, and uh, there's a clear path ahead. There, there's a clear pronouncement, and this happened probably because you know CEOs were asked to go. You know, one CEO was asked to go within a year of joining in that post, and he was an internal internal promotee, but uh, asked to go within a year of joining. So, bottom line, even after two decades, if a business is not a market leader, like ITC's personal care foray. A conglomerate with 
the heft of an ITC ought to revisit the drawing board. Each of its new business has to stand on its two feet or perish. Cross subsidies just don't work anywhere. They are, they are supposed to invest uh, in new businesses regularly. They are supposed to sell businesses that don't work uh, on a regular basis. And they are, you know, uh, they are, and, and, and they are supposed to take hard decisions on individual businesses. The year 2000 is when the Tata Group restructured and, you know, created the group executive board. And since then, look at the kind of fairly hard decisions that that group has been taking. And, you know, once again, a conglomerate, uh, which now has spawned a fairly large number of successful uh, businesses, look at the difference in valuation. Now, you know, where Tata Consumer is valued by the market and where the FMCG division is valued of ITC. So, absolutely. And ITC has been known for having terrific management uh, skills in the past. So, uh, they made the same mistake. They had a tobacco business as a given. And the, once they decided to diversify, once they decided they would set up the FMCG business, they didn't think of FM, FMCG as an organic business. They didn't think of uh, even technology as an organic business. For too long, it's just been in-house work. And, uh, you know, anything else they have done, uh, you know, has just has, has just been undertaken on the assumption that, oh, we have this terrific tobacco platform and let's go on that and do what we want. You know, so, so the result is there is no organic thinking, no organic energy in those businesses. They are, they are, you know, people aren't there who are challenging themselves every day to reach new markets. And that's the worst way, or if it is not that, if there are other difficulties, then let them be transparent and tell people what those difficulties are. Because otherwise, otherwise the, 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 the assumption that shareholders, both individual and institutional, will make is that you are simply trying to ride the tobacco bandwagon and therefore there's no organic thinking behind any of these businesses. Is it fair to say then that ITC has been a saga of misplaced capital allocation? The whole point is, while the money was being given and the cash cow sustained, but the role of all the other businesses and how the capital got allocated and whether it really did justice to those businesses, you know, has been a story in itself. Uh, it has not worked out the way it should have been. Or if all these businesses were really independent companies, uh, you know, under different managements, probably, you know, we would have had more accountable managements who, who would have been more under the glare of uh, investors. Right now, you know, the overall business looks to be the whole conglomerate. And within that, the different businesses, uh, kind of the performances kind of get offsetted by one business at a time, the other business sometime. So it doesn't really get the whole, uh, all the businesses, you know, under the view. Investors of today are looking for that spark, that daring energy, that audacious ambition in companies today in order to back them. People are always looking to see which is the next sort of, you know, uh, uh, next airtel, you know, which, which I buy it at 28 rupees and then it goes where it does. Or, you know, the next HDFC bank, which I buy at 38 rupees and it goes where it does. So, uh, you know, that uh, has now sort of become the transformed culture of shareholders in India. ITC, almost, it almost seems to me sometimes they are catering to the 80 shareholders and they talk about their dividends and they talk about, you know, taking over the occasional regional brand and that's about it. Nothing transformative about anything. What then is the way forward? Let's hear 
what Mr. Sanjeev Puri had to say to his investors. ITC Next is about building on the success of what we have achieved so far, bringing in newer vectors, identifying newer vectors of growth, dealing with certain challenges that we may have faced in the past, for example, the agribusiness, for example, the hotels business, the cigarettes business, and also identify newer vectors of growth in each one of our businesses, whether it's paperboard through sustainable packaging, agribusiness through Mars or value addition, hotels through asset right, FMCG through a much stronger portfolio play and, and leveraging scale of our mega brands. So we've defined, we have very clearly defined the additional vectors that need to come in to drive growth and to drive profitability. Investments in digital are going to help us be competitive, are going to help us drive both revenue and, and uh, uh, profitability. My take. For years, ITC's bosses have been on an empire-building mission. Time now to walk the talk. Firstly, the company's large quasi-state ownership is acting as a value trap. It's preventing the giant enterprise from being carved up into pure cigarette company, ideally owned by BAT, that is already a large shareholder in the company. Food and agribusiness should get merged into one, maybe even roll up paper business in that too. Personal care and hotels and even infotech should be spawned out to demergers and get listed. It's time to think out of the box. Tobacco is toxic. So wasting time pondering over the right time for organizational restructuring is becoming an expensive folly. That's the smoke signal that ITC's board should be sending out to Puri and his team. You've been listening to ITC Going Up in Smoke on The Morning Brief with me, your host, Arjit Parman. This episode was produced by Bhavya Dilip Kumar from The Economic Times and Swati Joshi from Awaz. Sound editor, Varun Kapahi from Awaz. Executive producer, yours truly. Hope you enjoyed listening to the episode. Do send in your feedback to the morning brief at timesgroup.com and do share the episode on your social media networks. The morning brief drops every Tuesdays, Thursdays and Fridays. Thank you for listening and have a great weekend. Goodbye and good luck. All external sound clips used in this episode belong to their respective owners. Credits are mentioned in the description box.